little more technical difficulties. But hey, everybody, welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast. This is round two of today's episode, trying to get. But in case you missed it before, please, please, please visit our website because we need to get Gabe some like actual shirts. That thing that he's wearing right now looks like he got it from Goodwill. And we all know Gabe wants to look very fashionable. He's very fashionable fiery hispanic man so we want him to be able to afford better clothes go to empirestateconservatives.com the money of which will go into getting gabe some new shirts and also fighting leftist tyranny here in new york in case you missed it the first time around today we are talking about misinformation with regards to the overturning of roe versus wade and the left's insane reaction to basically every single thing that happens in the media so gabe why don't you give the folks that beautiful intro that you gave them last time but this time do it better Thanks. Hi to you, too. This is from Dillard's, by the way. Thank you very much. So Roe versus Wade was a Supreme Court case back in 1973 that allowed for, uh, it will legalize the ability for women to receive abortions without uh, government overreach. Uh, funny that we're talking about overreach now, but again, this is to preserve life. So in, uh, in essence, in the first trimesters, government could not... Um, uh, prohibit abortions at all in the second trimester governments could within reasonable health regulations and then within the third trimester that uh, there had to be uh, a justifiable reason like you find in new york and in california all the way up until birth and these states have taken it completely out of whack and abused it but since then we've had um a leak by the liberals that are poking around the supreme courthouse in washington dc that have leaked the information that justice alito decided to write a opinion which uh presumably the supreme court had voted on in overturning the decision of roe v wade citing that it is not constitutional and now we have the supreme court justice once again being targeted uh by the uh, liberal mob as far as saying that they might have almost staged an insurrection in front of the white house when this news broke out it's amazing how they were able to band together at the dead of night in the tens close to the hundreds but we all know that they have uh, their minions everywhere. But I pass this on to Miss Gabrielle Lipsky, who is a woman. And we recognize that because we may or may not be biologists. Gabrielle, what do you think about this? Well, first of all, thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. And Gabe, I love your shirt. Thank anyway, you. so um, just a little bit going off of this. Um, to avoid anything, types of misinformation or censorship, I do actually work with a media uh, group called uh, our Freedom Media Group. We have things like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google search, all things possible that are not censored. Uh, we don't collect your data. Um, and it's just your, your First Amendment to the maximum, which is so important these days. Going off of what you were saying regarding um, the Roe v. Wade case, from the jump, this was a radical decision made by the Supreme Court. It should have never have passed. Abortion is not codified anywhere in the Constitution. And by making Roe v. Wade the rule of the land, this was basically setting America up for other instances of federal overreach and unconstitutional occurrences. So this was bound to happen. Um, and in terms of, you know, these protests that are going on, I would really love to hop on um, a little bit later to talk about just how wicked and ignorant, the, the people like you and I who are jumping on these bandwagons of abortion, um, just how sinister it actually is. Yeah, and absolutely. The reaction, though, is completely insane, and we will get to that. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the misinformation that's going on. And what you're seeing from leftist politicians, and I say leftist politicians because Joe Manchin is a Democrat, so I don't want to loop 
all the Democrats into one thing. And I have not heard Joe Manchin say any of this stuff, but people like Nancy Pelosi, Eric Swalwell, all these lunatics, AOC, they're all talking about, oh, if a- if Wade ver- Roe versus Wade is overturned, then this is the end of women's rights in America, which, first of all, is completely insane. Secondly, it is not the end of abortion in America. All it does is move the decision back to individual states, which is where it should have been in the first place. Because once again, if the entire state of Mississippi wants to end abortion in Mississippi, they should have that right. This is a local issue. This should not have been touched by the federal government. There is no constitutional issue. The Supreme Court never even should have heard the case, let alone rule the way that they did. There was no basis for the ruling. But what the media does it, what the media does and what these politicians do is in order to get their people out in November, because they were about to get spanked because they've ruined this country over the last two years, is no, if you don't vote, then those evil Republicans, they're coming, they're gonna make you have babies, they're gonna forcibly impregnate you, they're gonna have to have babies. And that's the way none of this is true. It's all lies and deception, and it's so frustrating. Because what I try to do when I'm out or I'm with people that I work with and they mention these things, I try to explain it to them in a way that they can understand what's actually going on. Overturning Roe versus Wade for the 10 millionth time does not ban abortion in America. All it does is allow each state to decide what they want to do with it. If you live in New York and you want to kill your baby the day before it's born, guess what, lunatic? You get to do that. If Mississippi doesn't want that, they don't have to have that. It is not our job to tell other people in this country how to live their lives. People need to get out of everyone else's business. It's a state issue. That's where it should have been in the first place. And this is complete nonsense from the left. And it's all designed for money and votes. Yes, agreed. And this kind of brings me to the to my next point is that the left has intentionally done this. This was an intentional act to try to flip the election on its head and make sure that the election becomes about abortion. But the reality is, is that this election is about the economy, right? We have right now, I mean, you take a look at oil inflation, we're up 70%. Gasoline is near 50%. Food is exceeding 7%. We're at all time highs with inflation ever since like Nixon days. So they know that this is a serious problem. Even people that were Democrats are now turning Republican because of these Biden policies, these what I like to call Biden and Cole policies that are just failing. Um, So this is not what the everyday American wants to hear. They are not sending the right message. This is so typical of the left to be completely tone deaf when it comes to what American people need, want addressing it. It's a disaster. And a really big problem. The fact that, first of all, the fact that this was leaked is absolutely disgusting. Then the fact that you have leftists going, this person's a hero is insane because if it was the other way around and this was some sort of, uh, case about gun rights and a conservative leaked it in order to try to sway the opinion, they'd be talking about this is the end of democracy. This is another coup on America. This is January 6th all over again, blah, 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 blah. And they'd be crying in the streets. It's double standards. It's nonsense. No matter what it is, there should be no leaks coming out of the Supreme Court. And for the 50 millionth time, Democrats have proven that they, A, either don't know how the government's supposed to work or they don't care. Because they're talking about the will of the people, the will of the people. The court is not about the will of the people. These are not elected representatives. They are supposed to take the Constitution, look at the case, and apply the Constitution to the case. The Roe decision was made whole, was made completely out of cloth. This was not on paper. That's what that means. Cloth means it was in it was on the judges only. Ready? Constitution on paper. 
judges wear robes made out of cloth. That's where it comes from. I'll break it down really easy for people. Okay. Every decision from the Supreme Court should come based on the Constitution, not what the judges want. And that's the problem when you have activist judges like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, rest in peace, and no, no ill will towards her, even though I think she was a terrible judge. And people like Sotomayor and the one who can't define what a woman is, it, it's all ridiculous. That's not their job. And again, the left goes, they're not representative of the people. They're not representatives. They're a court. Your representatives yep. are in Congress. That's it. That's right. what should be representative of the people. The court is there to uphold the Constitution and make sure it is not violated. End of discussion. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. It doesn't matter. As Ben Shapiro likes to say, facts don't care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. The Constitution is facts. That is the law of the land. End mm-hmm. of discussion. But they're, they're, they're nuts. <laughs> right. I mean, we're said that we're guaranteed to, you know, live with the ability to pursue um, what, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And this is going 100% in the opposite direction. Nowhere in the Constitution, as you said, does is this ever mentioned, spoken about. And I don't want to hear the, the strawman argument of, oh, well, the founding fathers are not aware of, well, you don't think that uh, some of the some men back then didn't know to punch a woman really hard in the stomach to make sure Abortion's that she didn't been around the for hundreds of years. This is not a new concept. Like, and there is nothing. And they're always like, "Oh, it's settled law. It's settled law." Yet you're going to go after the Second Amendment. That's not settled. It says plainly in the Constitution, "Shall not shall be not be infringed." Right. It's all yeah. about what they want. It's about what they want, not about reality. They are a subjective group of people, and they have no objectivity. And it, extremely infuriating yeah no i mean uh, and we were we mentioned a little bit about the uh, economic side of this i mean the uh, treasury secretary janet yellen says that we are limiting uh, women's ability to participate in the workforce and if by doing that we're going to set women back by decades because of single moms and in black families and all of this rhetoric and black american senator tim scott goes up there and says hey i was raised by a single black mom I came out just fine. We were, able, you know, the community is able to pull through. We've gone through worse, and you know, it's it's always like trying to take a marginalized group. That's the that's use some of their own rhetoric against them. It's they're taking a marginalized group and they're using that as an example, as a scapegoat to try and make their point. And their point is mute. We have success stories. You know, Obama had an absent father, and yet he became the most powerful man in the free world. Like it or hate it, that's you know, it is what it is. And I think that. In less than 300 years, we're able to see, even during times of slavery, we're able to see representatives that were extremely marginalized in, you know, in horrible uh, second class positions that were able to rise up uh, against, you know, that system that had that had kept them there. So these points now in 2022 have no validity except from the people who themselves are saying that because they are the ones who are perpetrating this type of racism, this type of uh, sexism, and they're stereotyping people into thinking that they cannot achieve more. I believe, and I know because I was, I grew up in part with a single mom, that women are so amazing that they don't just have to have to decide between a career or having a child. I know that people and women can are more capable than that. And there's also nothing more beautiful than the ability of producing life. But these people want to use some sort of rhetoric and say that Republicans want to ban interracial marriages and they want to kill all women, et cetera, et cetera. Where is this information coming from? Is but, it but coming? The whole, the whole argument's ridiculous. Right. Right. And Gabrielle, I want your opinion on this. I'm going to set it up a little bit and then I want you to respond exactly to this argument because it's so ridiculous. The fact that a child might end up in foster care or 
child might end up with a single mother and might not have everything everyone else should have. Does that justify it? So murder, right? Let's just talk about it. You're killing a person, right? Is it justifiable to kill a person because they might not have a great life? So where does it end? Can I murder a small child because they're, they're, they're raised by a single mother on welfare? Like where, where does this end? Is this argument? Do you see any merit to this argument? Cause I see none. Absolutely not. Um, you know, like you said, the left is really good at manipulating those checkboxes. They want to do whatever they can to fit you in their little categories to push their narrative and keep them in power. You know, so being that I'm a woman and when I hear these kind of offensive things, I'm talking about how I if I ever did get pregnant, um, I wouldn't be able to go to school and have a job like millions of women are doing every day. Do those women not matter? Do those women not count because they are doing something that the left doesn't necessarily agree with? At the same time, I mean, on The View the other day, there was, um, what's her name, Sunny Houston. She said something about um, she thinks that Black and Hispanic Republicans are oxymorons. And she doesn't understand how anybody who can not be white be a Republican. And th- that This is just a blatant show of just how prejudiced these leftists are, how illogical they are, and how they're using their own combative language, talking about Republicans and conservatives being racist or sexist or prejudiced. They're doing the exact same thing and they're doing it even worse. And they're, they're just so flagrant about it. It's, it's almost, it's, it's disgusting. Um, and I mean, in terms of how far the left will go in order to push their narrative and in terms of how far they'll go in order to prove their point in this Roe v. Wade situation. I mean, it's it's literally codified in the in the United States Constitution. It's 18 U.S. Code 1507 that forbids people from going and protesting and showing any form of, of protesting in front of federal judges home. Right. And I mean, this can go under scrutiny because technically, if they're out on a public street or a sidewalk, they're not really in their curtilage. But still, um, this is something that is literally codified in the Constitution and Circle Back Saki and Biden and Co. have explicitly said that they're okay with these people, quote unquote, peacefully protesting. Meanwhile, we have Alito that's in an undisclosed location because he's terrified for his life. We have these Supreme Court justices that are hiding away in their houses because they're scared. How is this not an insurrection? Why are we not talking about why the left has, like you said, these double standards? If, if this were Republicans doing this, there would be National Guard. We would be considered radical domestic terrorists. Right. And actually, there was an instance in um, I don't want to misspeak here. It might have been like Virginia. There was an abortion clinic that um, it was overnight. This group of radical leftists, they decided to go and throw Maltel cocktails inside of the abortion clinic. And they wrote um, 1312 and the A, the Antifa logo. 1312 is representative of all cops are bastards. And obviously the Antifa logo to show that they were there because their thing was, um, if abortions aren't safe, neither are you. And it was Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. So, yeah, I I mean, this just goes to show how far these crazy, (laughs) crazy, I I don't want to even call them a group. They are just. I don't I don't even know what they're just a body these crazy people will go in order to to push um, their narrative. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's always the argument of, oh, well, what happens if, uh, you know, they have to go into adoption? It's again, it's another what about ism. You find that when you look at the statistics that over 95 percent of the reason as to uh, reported abortion cases have to do with 
you know, just the feeling that they don't want the child. There is a fraction of a percentage of this that actually has to deal with incest, with rape, which are, again, horrible, horrible, horrible things. And nobody's saying that it isn't. But at the same time, you cannot use victims to mm-hmm. then perpetrate this type of argument that's almost non-existent. And I'll even go as far as saying this. It's very difficult for people, for survivors and victims to come forward and, and actually discuss that or to actually uh, come forward and say, hey, you know, this happened to me and, you know, become a statistic. But at the same time, it's very important to highlight the fact that, you know, it should be spoken about more, should be uh, talked about more in the sense that, you know, to defend the future generations from it. But going back to the percentages, it doesn't justify the means. You can say, okay, sure. So Mm -hmm. let's say if it's 0.06% if it is actually due to incest. So then what happens about the other 90 plus percent? What do you do then? Here's another thing. You know, when we talk about, well, well, the what ifs, right? In this case, we're talking about the adoption system. We're talking about um, the, the other side of abortion that comes with abandoning a child. Why is the left all of a sudden now because Roe v. Wade extremely crucial politically dividing conversation comes up all of a sudden the left wants to bring up the conversation about how over 700,000 children are put into foster homes and they want to talk about how poor those conditions are why all of a sudden do they care why weren't they entertaining this conversation before why isn't this something that we were talking about in 2020 when we were having this giant baby boom with pandemic babies why was this not a conversation then and it's a conversation now because they don't actually care about the babies or the women. Thank right. you. It's all, of, it's all about power. It's complete nonsense. And all their arguments are invalid because their argument is, oh, well, what about incest? What about rape? What about if the woman's going to die? All of those instances in Texas and all these places are protected. You can still get an abortion for yep. those reasons. What they're trying to do in these other states, again, overturning Roe versus Wade kicks the issue back to the state where it belongs. It, they're trying to prevent these late-term elective abortions where you're just like, you know what? I carried the baby for eight months, but mm, I don't want it anymore, so let's kill it. That's what they're trying to prevent. And again, it's a state-by-state issue. And the ridiculous argument is, oh, white men sh- – again, this is the one I've seen on in- – that I've been – Yeah, told- you shouldn't have a say if you're a white man. White men. So all I'm, sudden- I'm not white, so I'm Jewish. So I'm not technically white, so I can have a say in it. But <laughs> – if white men don't have a say in abortion, then Roe v. Wade should be overturned because it was completely decided by white men. And here's so the thing their too. own argument against them, they have no they have no ground to stand on. Yeah. When you when you get into these states like um Texas, Tennessee, Mississippi, it's a 50-50 split between pro-life and pro-choice, right? It's I mean, there's like a margin there that's like, eh, I don't know. But like when you put those two together, you have a 50-50 split. Okay. So is it that? The you know, with these feminists, you know, we want equality with women. Is it that the 50 percent of women that don't support abortion or that maybe don't know how they feel about abortion? Do they not matter because of their religious beliefs or their idealisms? Do do those women matter less? Gabrielle, they're just intimidated by men. They're just owned by their husbands. That's the argument they make. It's the same thing they argue with minority conservatives. They're like, oh no, you're just you're just uh, you're part of the system of white supremacy. It's or you're like Gabe, you're whitewashed, or you're a Nazi sympathizer, right, Gabe? You and your uh, your skinhead <laughs> brother out there in the National Guard. Like the whole thing's a joke. 
All the arguments are completely irrational. There is no validity to it. If you live in a state, if abortion is your number one issue, and you live and you live in Mississippi, move. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a constitutional exactly. right. I'm sorry, it's just not. Not everything you want is a constitutional right. That's not the way that it works. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. I mean, listen. As much as I would be against, uh, you know, as much as I am against abortion, I understand that there are those circumstances. And again, this is not going, you know, uh, this isn't eliminating completely. It's still going to be something that's kicked back to the states. And there will be states that will say no. And yet at the same time, you only find these issues coming up and the left being the social justice champions that they are Mm -hmm. using this the same way they use BLM every four years during election year. And yep. here we're coming up on the midterms. So it was a very convenient that this leak happened. It's weaponizing a base to ensure that, hey, maybe we can ensure that, you know, there's some legislators that will that'll go in there or some representatives. And hey, that's how the system works. But you don't go around trying to kill the, you know, the justices because they don't, you know, rule in favor. And these leftists are very, they're, they're very interesting. And, and I want to focus on, on the men a bit because they'll go along with whatever the woman says in hopes to get laid. And then maybe they'll see it. And if something bad happens, they'll abort it afterwards. It's a safe bet for them. My whole thing is, is that regardless of what this comes to a state issue, no one is saying that you cannot have sex. No one's saying is that you cannot engage in a consensual relationship with somebody else and do it every moment of your waking life. But at the same time, it comes with responsibility. And mm-hmm. I guess this is the more conservative uh, in me coming out as opposed to Ev- Evans libertarianism. But no one's limiting your ability to procreate. What we're saying is make sure that you're smart about it. and Use you know, a and- condom. Condoms are really <laughs> inexpensive and readily available. Yeah. Now, so I don't have to use them. But other people use them <laughs> if you don't want to have a baby. Well, here's the thing, too, is, uh, you know, and, and uh, I don't think a lot of people will agree with me on this side, you know, being a conservative, is that you have a lot of states that don't have sex education. They kind of champion the whole like abstinence thing. Don't have sex until you're married. Listen, I'm all for that. Don't get me wrong. But there are certain certain statutes, I think, that come with that. When you live in a small town, when you're probably not the best educated, there's a good chance that you're probably going to end up engaging in those kind of activities when you're young. And I don't think that it's fair that students like, I mean, I think in New York, the youth are overeducated when it comes to sex and health, but there are definitely some parts of the country that are certainly under undereducated when it comes to sex and health. I think you definitely should be having some kind of like health class about, you know, if you do engage in these activities, this is what you can do to prevent something like this from happening from like probably late middle school to like high school. Um, but again, like, it shouldn't be a question about, you know, if, if I get pregnant, the only option that I have is, you know, aborting the baby. If it goes wrong, you should definitely be able to make these like big adult decisions being that you want to act like an adult. Um, That was growing up. Like that's what I was taught is like, if you want to make adult decisions, you have to be an adult and make adult like just <laughs> adult like thought processes. So um, also like modern day parenting, that's a whole other conversation. Um, but this, this is definitely something that we should touch on as well. And about the, the, you know, the conversation that you were having about, um, you know, them taking this kind of like crisis 
So I'm going to rewind a little bit here and kind of like backpedal. So if you notice in New York, we had um, Alessandra Biaggi and we had, um, what's her name? Melanie DiRigio. Um, They're both running actually for New York District 3, um, as well as Hillary Clinton. Um, they all tweeted out this, um, you know, oh, let's go protest May 3rd. And they had these like green signs in the, in the pictures. And these green signs specifically told all the protesters to show up wearing green. And this green, I know this sounds crazy, but it's actually a color that um, it's called Rise Up on Abortion, this group. Um, and this group is actually backed and founded by the Communist Party of China. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so this was the this was actually the protest that happened in Foley Square on the 3rd. Um, so basically the color green is goes way back to um, this this so, this socialist. Um, his name was I have it on my notes here. Um, his name is Avakian? Have you ever heard of him? No, but like most socialists, he was a piece of garbage who didn't. Bob Avakian. He's a former leader of the anti-war students for the Democratic Society. Um, so basically on this group's uh, website, on this like Rise Up to Abortion, they have all these links that you can like donate to other organizations. So there's one that's like Rise Up Inc. and all these other like RCP groups. And these these random protests that these kids are like wearing green and showing up at. There's one that they all over the country that popped off on Mother's Day. But you have these people like Hillary Clinton and like these two other, you know, activist people running for Congress who are promoting this stuff on their social media saying like protest here, protest there, because this crisis came up. And then this guy who, Avakian, he wrote a book. And in that book, it said that if if the only way to overhaul the United States Constitution is to seize a crisis, take that crisis and get people by the millions, revolutionaries, people by the millions, and strong leaders who also feel the need to revolutionize. In this case, we have Hillary Clinton and these two candidates and um, have them mobilize the millions and millions of people that are re ready to revolution. And I think that now more than ever, specifically because Roe v. Wade is such in, in, in it was an institutional decision specifically made in the Supreme Court. I think that this was very, very telling of how socialism has taken a hold of the Democratic Party. When you have Hillary Clinton, who's like the face of the Democratic Party, you have Arigio, who's a senator, and you have this other activist who's like running for Congress. Um, but you have these people like explicitly tweeting these things. We're green well, to represent this communist organization. Gabriel, Gabriel, my first issue that I have with, with what you just said, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way, is you called Hillary Clinton a strong leader. She's clearly, <laughs> clearly just a complete buffoon at this point. I but mean, you know what? She still has millions of people that follow her. Yeah, but no one voted for her. So what, okay, really, yes, what power yes, does she really have? But no, yeah, you're right. But you're right. That's what they do. It's Take control of a crisis. They did the same thing with COVID, right? Use yes. COVID to seize more power. And that is the communist playbook. It's a socialist playbook. It's, you know, accuse my enemies of doing exactly what I'm doing so I can discredit them and then take take 
take power during a crisis. And this is what happened in Russia during the Russian Revolution. They were in the middle of a war. People were starving. Oh, what are we going to do? Let's let's use this to our advantage. It's done over and over again. Again, I'm not trying to compare them to Nazis, even though Hitler was a socialist. But Hitler did the exact same thing. People are starving. The economy's in the toilet. Germany's in the toilet. I'm going to rise up. Let me take advantage of this crisis. That's what tyrants do. Because when there's not a crisis, you can't get people to overhaul their country. Everything was going so well under President Trump. They were manufacturing crises. They were telling people that cops were hunting black men in the street. And as we all know, the numbers do not do not prove that. It's just something that wasn't happening. It's a leftist talking point that's not based in reality. So what did they have to do? They had to basically push COVID into what it really wasn't. It really wasn't this, this death if you get it thing. It's not, oh, if you get it, you're going to the hospital. It really wasn't that. Yes, a lot of people died. That is very sad. It's very terrible. And anyone who lost a loved one, I'm not trying to harp on them. I'm not trying to make them feel bad about it. But there was no reason to shut down the entire economy. There was no reason to close all these schools. Anyone who needed to be protected could have been protected and everyone else could have done what they needed to do. But they did that because the country was doing so well under President Trump that they had to create a situation where they could get rid of him. They had to. And this is what they do. This is how people seize power. And people just, they don't see it. And it is, it's infuriating because now it's, oh, it's my guy seizing power. So I don't care. Yeah. Exactly. A hundred percent. And like I've said, you know, the only way that uh, Democrats would have or leftists would have uh, standards is if they were to have double standards, because if not, they wouldn't have any standards whatsoever. You look at uh, the the speech that they use. It's a clump of cells until this topic comes up. Then it's I'm going to kill a baby. It's let's protect life in Ukraine or Mm -hmm. let's or or, I'm a vegan because I, I care for the animals and the birds and the bees and the whatever. But not what can literally what what I can do the same thing that those animals do, but I can create human life. So it's like it's these 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 horrible talking points that they're brought up again and again that have no basis, and you you could even make the numbers game play with them. And again, it, it it's of no concern. These aren't people that want to reason with you. These are people that want to win. It's it's always going to be one extreme or the other. If you're not with us, then you're against us, and you have to get out of the way by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Aside from January sixth, what was the what what did you see out on the streets? It was the same type of rhetoric. It's beginning to form again. Now, listen, this was, we saw what, what happened when, when a large group of uh, useful idiots can get together over the, over the past four years. And nothing good can come of it. But now we have a, now the, the coin is switched. The executive branch no longer belongs to the right. Um, you know, the, legislator, the legislature is now up for grabs on the, on the 2022 uh, midterm uh, election. What will the rhetoric from these powerful people, as Gabriel had said, do to incite these people? You had when I was talking to uh, you know BBC News, they had said, well, um, you know, specifically about January sixth. Well, well, what do you think? And I said, well, what about Maxine Waters telling people to you know gather and make people feel uncomfortable, and all these people to say fight back and fight like hell? It wasn't mm-hmm. just it wasn't just the forty fifth president of the United States who was using that type of talk, and they said. Well, do you really think that only one person has the ability and she's a congressperson versus a sitting president? And I said, well, when you get enough people to say it, then that that sparks an idea. And 
it doesn't surprise me that there's you know that uh, that this person is a socialist that started it. They've always been for population control. It, you know, Hitler was an inspiration from the eugenics movement that arguably started in the United States, but was you know instrumental in his plan of Mein Kampf, uh, you know, across uh, across in, uh, the way into Europe and bringing back into here Planned Parenthood, which is another lexicon. You're not planning for parenthood if the if the objective is to end a life, so therefore you're not a parent anymore. It's all just been this, and they want to talk about minorities. Look at where the majority of the Planned Parenthood clinics are, mm-hmm. and how many of them aren't up to code. They're in minority areas where they are not up to code. It is not guaranteed to give you a safe abortion when you're cutting the uterine lining within uh, a woman, or at sometimes botching it so bad that they can never, you know, carry out a pregnancy in the future. This is stuff that really happens, but it will never be told to you because. It's either they think you're too delicate or they think you'll just believe everything that they say without even looking it up. And this is why a show like this exists. Just plugging <laughs> ourselves here. <laughs> I, I don't understand. There's several things that I just want to touch on before we move on to the Japanese man who married the hologram, which is more, you know, like <laughs> insanity. My heart, but, yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about Planned Parenthood and, yeah, you know, you have to have Planned Parenthood or if, if children are going to hold women back, you have – the black community has been stuck at 13% of the population for decades. They're getting insane amounts of abortions and yet they haven't been uplifted through abortion. So it's clearly not the deciding factor in whether or not you're going to be successful as a person is whether or not you have children. In fact, having a child should motivate you to get off your ass and make something better of yourself. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I thought was hilarious is you're protesting for abortion on Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> you abort a child, you're not a mother. So the whole point of becoming a mother is that you have the child. I, 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 it's the left is it's so idiotic that only a complete fool could ignore this nonsense. I don't get it. And you know what's I, I this might seem a little off to me, but it, like okay, Juneteenth. Have you recognized what day that also falls on? No. Father's Day? Father's Day? Okay, there we go. Good. All right. I mouthed it, but I was muted because I was like, I don't want to sound like an idiot. All right, perfect. Father's Day. I thought Wait. they were renaming it Single Mother's Day because that's all I ever see on Facebook on Father's Day. Oh, congratulations <laughs> all the single mothers. You're, you're not a father. You're a single mother. Congratulations. You had your day. It was called Mother's Day. Exactly. Exactly. That this is just the the crazy. I mean, I can't even begin to explain how living in New York, especially attending a private university in New York. I mean, coming out of from 2016 to 2022, how many crises we've seen and all of them were led by the left's hysterical i mean they're they're tantrums they're they're literal tantrums they're on on a mass scale and there's just no way to rationalize with these people other than to run for office and knock them out of the park well, so they're not rational they're, they're not subjective. they're not they don't live in reality because Anyone who lives in reality, anyone who looks at anything objectively would recognize that socialism and communism are abject failures. They only result in death, starvation, and economic collapse. But only, only a college freshman could ignore this 
and and still think that communism is the way to go or Bernie Sanders. They're not paying taxes. They're not paying their loans yet. They're not paying for gas more than likely. Their parents are probably helping them out. They're still living at home. They don't have any financial responsibility yet. So, and for the voting age to try and be lowered to the age of 18 years old. And these people aren't, they're not active, civilly responsible citizens yet. Well, and yet you the had that one that one leftist activist who thought that one year old should be able to vote, right? <laughs> I don't know if you see that video. It was on Instagram. Like, no. One year old should be able to vote. They're they're people. They should be able to vote. Yeah. Okay. And you know, <laughs> these same people that think three year olds can pick their gender. First of all, your gender is tied to your sex. I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. All that other stuff is pure nonsense. And we're gonna have to do a different episode on the nonsense gender theory and CRT that's being pushed mm-hmm. in New York City schools because we are not gonna have time to get into that today. But it is complete nonsense to believe that a three-year-old, and let alone a 16-year-old, right? 16-year-olds are complete idiots. I was 16 years old. I still believe that 16 that the government knew what it was doing. Complete stupidity, right? When I was three, I thought I was Batman. Should I have been out fighting crime? Should my mom have given me a little Batmobile and let me fight criminals? That would be insane. It's the same thing. The whole thing is extremely silly. But I really want to get into the left's other just complete nonsense and kind of the psyops that's being pushed on people. And we talked about depopulation, right? And Gabe mentioned that we're going to talk about Japan's population decline and Elon Musk saying that Japan will cease to exist in the future. Should they not be able to, you know, move forward, but this ties into everything that has been pushed on people for years at this point, right? Pornography, uh, sex work, all these things. Uh, I got an ad for a an online girlfriend, right? First of all, I'm married. So I don't know if that counts as having an affair, but I'm still not going to do it. Um, you know, just out of respect to my wife. But it's, you can talk to this virtual girlfriend and your relationship will evolve. Hey, idiot, go find a real girlfriend. <laughs> and then it ties into abortion, right? Depopulation. Don't have kids. Don't have kids. Don't talk to other people. Don't learn how to how to you know, create a family. You don't need that. Just go do you, right? Get a career, make a lot, you know, make a lot of money, which is weird, right? It's women need to have a career so they can make money, but money is evil and capitalism is evil. It's, it's, it's all too, it's speaking out of both sides of your mouth at the same time. But this story is a little bit old. The Japanese man who married a 16 year old anime character who was a hologram. And then he did it like 10 years ago or something. And then the software glitched and they took the helpline off, off. Uh, there was no support for the helpline. So he couldn't talk to his hologram wife, who was a 16-year-old anime character. And this is part of the problem that they have in Japan, is that men are not seeking out women. They are not getting married, and they're not having kids. And it's, again, depopulation. You're you're selling this anime fantasy, right? These, these anime girls. And we've seen it in China, where they had the one-child policy. And then, where they're killing off their own population. You have leftists in america you have aoc going oh i don't want to have children because of climate change uh all this other nonsense it's it's just pure insanity and again being well not a white male because i'm jewish but being visibly a white male i'm not allowed to have opinions on this so i'm going to defer to the non-white males in here and i want to hear your guys opinions on this it, it just seems like completely insane that anyone would buy into any of this so um non-white uh male producing person uh men type i I don't know the 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 game anymore i think i've failed at it already um when it comes to the words but but what i will say is that when you 
when you look at the Japanese culture, um, what is what's found in these in this declining birth rate? Now people got upset at Elon Musk, you know, uh, you know big whoop. Uh, when does that not news anymore uh, for saying this? Uh, you know, people were saying, "Oh, what's the point of pointing this out?" Well, the fact that Japan is like one of the world's top economies, and for them to just poof go out of nowhere because they have they actually also have the um, the largest um, elderly population, you know, per capita you're not going to be able to really train your grandparents on how to be able to use the same systems put in place, uh, you know, technologically speaking to be able to uphold such, such an economy. And if no one, if everyone stops producing, then, you know, you will in fact cease to exist. So it's a factual statement, but along with Japanese culture from what's been studied is the fact that a lot of uh, males dedicate their time to, you know, all work and no play. Uh, and there are also various standards that Japanese women have that they find undesirable where they find that they can go to a, uh, you know, a video game, pick it up. You know, the, the woman is there uh, to cater to whatever needs they or, or wants they might have for the day. And then when they're tired of it or when they're done, they'll just shut off the game or shut off the simulation it's not a substitute whatsoever for human contact, but this is, I would say, an addiction, a vice that has gone way too far. And I mean, listen, love Japanese, uh, you know, game developers. They are the pioneered, you know, video game industry, uh, you know, from Atari, uh, you know, moving forwards uh, with their Nintendo products. But when you have an entire population that has almost you know that is that is moving towards an exclusivity of not talking to women having being afraid to approach women women not not also be, you know being coy and not actually you know um approaching men then you know how they say oh well don't worry about love it'll come just wait for it this is a perfect example of two people waiting for you know for something on, on a large massive scale and nothing happening so you know, now you're like, oh, well, well she's not going to talk to me for X, Y, and Z. Well, I can find, you know, relief in, you know, in this. And also for Japanese women, you know, just to point out, they're, they're also not attracted to, uh, you know, to Western males or are males outside of their culture. So it's a very finicky, you know, situation. But what we can say is the fact that it is extremely unhealthy, this sort of solitude that's happening. And it does not, it, the future looks very bleak unless there is some sort of radical change. And I'm not saying control people's screen times or whatever, but there is something, maybe a female perspective can, you know, leading into this uh, you know, topic here might, you know, have a solution. So I'm not sure I have a solution on this, but what I can say is that um, the world was different pre-COVID. Um, you know, you weren't afraid to approach somebody. And I know... When I would go out, I, I would always get approached. But now there's this 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 disconnect. And I also think that I don't, I'm not sure if it's from social isolation, but I think it's also just because of how um, polarized we've become as people. Um, you can't sit down with somebody these days and not bring up politics. And I think in a way it's created this kind of like fear to talk to another person. And, you know, in terms of like culture in Japan or anything like that, I mean, I'll do it to him. But, you know, to me, presently right now, there there is a big problem. And, and over like the last decade, we've seen people who are putting off buying houses, putting off starting families, putting off because there's this pressure on women to focus on a career, get a good job, go to school. There's also the pressure on man to 
continue doing what they've been told to do for however many years. But at the same time, you know, women are also supposed to get married and have a family and men are also supposed to be the supporters of their family. But how are they supposed to afford a house in this day and age? It's just so many things. I think that especially like millennials have to maneuver because we're getting so many different mixed messages from so many different angles. And as a woman, I mean, right now, like I'm 24 years old, ideally I should be looking for my partner. I should be looking for somebody to eventually start a life with and be married and probably have a kid by like what, 30. That's like generally the average now. But I find myself because of what I've been taught is that I I need to be financially stable. I need to get a career. I need to focus on, on my life, on my success. So, you know, I, I, I think it's a combination of both the COVID isolation and the changes in society that have happened so quickly stemming really from like the me too movement forward. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my take on it. And and please don't get a virtual girlfriends or wives or whatever you guys do. That would just make you weird. And especially if they're a minor. <laughs> I think you actually hit it right on the head. I don't even know if you realized it. You kept saying, my, 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 my. This is the culture that has been pushed. It's all a selfish culture. It's about doing what's best for you and not doing anything for anyone else unless you can use it to virtue signal. I'm going to do what's best for me unless I can use it to show how people how good of a person I am. The baby is is detrimental to the woman, so she should do what's best for her. It, yes. If this is what is being pushed and Gabe hit it also, it's, oh, instead of having to do all this stuff for, for a woman, I can just log in, have my virtual girlfriend. And then when I'm done, when I'm done with her, I can log out and I can have my own time. It's a very, very selfish culture and it's being pushed in schools too. And it's not just in Japan. It's in this country also. It's being, oh, advocate for yourself. You know best. You know best. Listen, you are 14 years old. You don't know squat, man. I'm telling you right now, I work with these kids. They don't know anything. They don't know what the hell they want to have for breakfast, okay? You think they're going to understand what they want to do for the next 20 years? You know how many kids in my school told me, oh, I'm going to play in the NBA? It's like, dude, you don't even play basketball. Like, how are you going to play in the NBA? You've never, you haven't picked up, you haven't picked up a basketball ever. And when you pick it up and the other kid picks up the basketball, doesn't understand how to play. It's it's unbelievable. They, there is no reality. It's all about selfishness. It's pure nonsense. And they've destroyed this upcoming generation. And things like, again, I'm never going to begrudge anyone making money. But OnlyFans is possibly the worst thing for society that has ever been created. Yes. Because it gives these, these soy boy, you know, basement dwellers who are 300 pounds with neck beards. Oh, this is like, it's like I have a girlfriend. It's like we're dating. You're not. You're not dating. She doesn't know you. She doesn't care about you. You are giving her money for access to pictures and videos. And then, and then what, is, what, what does that messaging put out about women? Especially because, like, generally those women are, like, anywhere from, like, 18 to, like, 35. So somebody like me, who's of my age, there's now this, like, other standard out there about, like, the OnlyFans girl. And, you know, it's just it, – there's – there's a problem here that's it's it's harder for women to to get married or start a life with somebody and it's also harder for men because they have like this this like awkward kind of like I don't know how to explain it you guys have this like expectation of women that you know 
they're going to put out or they're going to, all they want is money or, and this is like all I hear all the time. It's like, you guys are scared of women these days. And I, <laughs> I don't, it's the truth. It's the so, truth. You guys are terrified. Gabe, Gabe, you want to talk about how terrified you are of women? Is that, is that what you're <laughs> yeah, Well, yeah. Well, there's, I, I got it as the non-married man in this, in this conversation, I, I will say, uh, you know, especially I think the Me Too movement kind of hit full stride when I was like 18. I want to say around there. So you have this like, you know, Me Too movement. Great. You know, let's get these horrible people, these rapists and predators. I we hate them. And then it's like, oh, well, I was in a college dorm once and I, you know, I woke up next to some. I regretted it. So there ergo, therefore, they raped me or, you know, they're they're now a sexual deviant. And the way that a court would rule in that in favor of the woman without even listening, you know, to all the facts. And, you know, the courts do tend to favor women uh, in, in situations, you know, it's, and that stays on your record. So it becomes, I'm, I'm not going to say that that is something that I can't speak for all men in this, you know, in this situation. And I do believe that there is certainly an addictive factor to, um, you know, either adult sites or virtual, um, you know, interactions that is certainly contributing to this uh, because I'm a hundred percent, confident that whatever happens is happening in Japan will certainly spill over here. I mean, we already have, you know, the metaverse, which is this whole virtual world where people are buying rather than buying homes, uh, you know, physically they're buying worlds uh, and, and um, property in this, you know, digital, you know, um, through this digital portal that, that really means nothing if someone unplugs a server uh, as well as clothes. And, that, and that is life intimidating art because the, the, right. the movie gamer with Gerard Butler was the exact same thing. Ah. They had the whole virtual world set up, but you could take control of actual other people. Okay. And they had the basement dweller taking control of this guy, and he would be able to have sex with this woman because they were basically like human avatars. Right. So it's I, I'm, like the second I saw the movie, I was like, this is what Zuckerberg's trying to do. Yeah. Well, that in Ready Player One, it shows like everyone in this dystopian future uh, that have access to all these wonderful, you know, video games and, and IPs. Uh, but yet they live in a destitute trailer park stacked on top of, you know, mobile home conditions. It's horrible. I mean, we're finding that now, uh, as according to this article in 2019, a national survey revealed that uh, one out of 10 Japanese men in their 30s still haven't even uh, had sexual intercourse yet. And this makes no mention of them waiting for marriage. Um, you know, right now Nerd. there's a spectrum. <laughs> there's a spectrum. It's either, you know, she, you know, she has an OnlyFans or she doesn't. And then with the guy, it's either she's going to be financially disabled or she doesn't, or she'll give me, she'll be all in on the first night or not. There's this weird, you know, social expectation, social engineering that's happening, you know, on both sides. It's, oh, a strong woman means that she can do whatever she wants with her body to, to the, the dollars of, of millions of people, right? Um, or a male expectation is whatever they find on a music video uh, and having more than one woman at a time. It's no longer that nuclear family. That's what I have to say. I think we mm -hmm. could, that's actually uh, a great topic for a different video. Personally, that I just had to, you know, defend the, you know, non-married men. <laughs> Gabe, that's no fair. one cares what you think. Gabrielle, what do you think? <laughs> no, that's fair. Like you said, I mean, there are these these dividing, you know, social expectations right now. I think the world is at a very, America in general is just at a very awkward, we don't know how to act in public. We don't know how to talk to each other anymore. Everything is just about politics or existing. You know, everyone's hyper stressed. No one has time for it. And um, there was another point that you made, and I it dropped my mind. But if it comes back, I will let you know. Cool. 
Yeah, so, we'll, we'll let everyone know yeah. next week because we are yeah. all set of time. So that's <laughs> right. going to be our show for today. <laughs> Once again, thanks, Gabrielle, for coming on. Hopefully, you guys will be able to see much more of her and we will not have technical difficulties like we had today. <laughs> I blame Gabe. It's all his fault. That's the way that the world works. But not Gabrielle, lots of women? Saying, no, because I, I don't want to get I don't want to get me too. That is not. I don't know. <laughs> I, you told I told you I'm completely uh, out of the loop with all that stuff. Being a white male, so Gabrielle, <laughs> why don't you let the folks at home know where they can find you online? Um, sure. So my Twitter is um, at g a b underscore r underscore i e l l e. So that's Gabrielle, um, and my Instagram is at Gabby Lipsky. And be sure to follow me on virtually everything on our Freedom Book. Gabe, tell the people where they can find you. Perfect. So you can find me at Gabriel E. Montalvo. That's M-O-N-T-A-L-V-O on the Google. And that should link you to my Instagram and uh, Twitter. Also on uh, Linktree, if you look me up, The Baron Montalvo. That has all of my wonderful things. And I guess, you know, our crappy little store. If you don't like a shirt, blame Evan. You know, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right. First of all, Gabe, you're fired. That's the end of Gabe. All right. So, guys, please make sure to follow us on Facebook where we are, again, heavily censored, like on all social media. I mean, it, at this point, it's a joke among my family. My brother brought it up in the wedding speech that I'm just basically kicked off of every social media platform. But follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservatives Podcast, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, on Instagram at underscore Empire State Conservatives. And once again, if you can support us by buying some of our merch, we have our Ghost Gun Operator shirt. Let's go, Brandon had a whole bunch of stuff on there. It's all amazing. It's all beautiful. And none of it was designed by Gabe. So that's how you know it's good. That's EmpireStateConservers.com. Again, all that money goes back into keeping the lights on around here and fixing my internet connection so we don't have any other issues. Buy the so whitewash shirt. Yeah, people don't like that one, Gabe. No, I love that shirt. I think it's a great shirt. It's personal, and I love it. So, yeah, by the whitewash shirt. But, yes, we have a whole bunch of stuff on there. It's all great stuff. It will make leftists cry. I guarantee you. You will see tears streaming down their face. And you'll get compliments in public. I get compliments all the time. I don't know if it's dudes hitting on me or they really just like my shirt and my hat. But it happens. A guy honked his horn at me because he saw the Shrackham and Stackham shirt. So, He's like, yeah. Even Gabe's getting hit on, so they, it has to be the shirt. It has yeah. to be the shirt. Everyone loves the shirts, guys. But every, other than that, everybody, stay safe. Let's go, Brandon, and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm-hmm.